Welcome to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. At EPLA, we seek to support women and families suffering early pregnancy loss by providing resources, education, and community. It is our vision that no one suffers miscarriage alone. In 2019, EPLA hosted Nancy Kingma for a community outreach event focusing on grief. A nurse and therapist, Nancy serves as a great resource for addressing pregnancy loss. She met with our organization's board and gave a public talk about grief during and after pregnancy loss. EPLA's Executive Director, Emily Carrington, recorded this podcast with her during her visit. This is the second episode of a four-part series recorded in 2019 with Nancy Kingma, a nurse and therapist. In this episode, we talk about mothers and their experience following pregnancy loss. Hello, and welcome to the Hope Blooms podcast, a production of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. Today, we have nurse and therapist Nancy Kingma as a special guest. This is our second segment in a four-part series featuring Nancy, and today we are going to talk about mothers and what they might experience following pregnancy loss. So it's great to have you back, Nancy. Thank Thank you. you. Could you tell us a little more about what a woman might experience in terms of grief following a loss? Okay. Yes. Um, So I want you to visualize someone who, and it depends upon, again, where that loss is. If it's an early, early loss, there can be some differences with later loss. Um, And let me give you a little bit more information on that. With an early loss and a miscarriage, pregnancy loss prior to most times of mom feeling baby move, so often it's almost like a part of them is missing, almost like an amputation. Um, As that baby begins to move in a mom, it takes on that this is a different being than myself. And so that loss is more a loss of a baby. When a mom experiences an early loss also, you will find that up to the time of her due date, she visualizes herself still being pregnant most times. And then once that due date comes, then it becomes the loss of a baby. Before that, loss of a pregnancy becoming many times the loss of a baby. When it's a later loss, again, like when they have felt movement, loss of a baby. And so those are some of the things that many times moms can experience, which seem like rather odd. But if you think about what is happening in her body and what she's feeling and what she's not feeling, it it seems to make perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Women are also very, very sensual. Um, What I mean there is that we touch our babies. We smell our babies. We, we pat our babies. We, and, there's such a huge loss of that, that many times the father of the baby can't understand. Women will many times talk about how their arms ache after the loss of the baby. But if you think about our hormones and what we're supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be holding that baby, nursing that baby. Mm -hmm. Everything in our body tells us that we're supposed to be doing that. Mm -hmm. And so it is such an unbelievable loss for for moms, 
they are also taught or become to believe that they should be able to protect this baby. And when something happens to the baby, again, they're going to look right back at themselves. What did I do wrong? What could I have done more? And so it's a profound, profound, profound loss. Mm -hmm. And they're overwhelmed with grief. Mm -hmm. And it can be very difficult for the father of the baby, whether it's a significant other or whether spouse and family to watch uh, this woman grieve in that intense way. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say for some women, early losses, early miscarriages, losses are not viewed as losses. And we have to be very careful, especially like in the ER area to check out, check that out and to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you view this pregnancy? And ask that question. And if they say baby, then we need to make sure that we as professionals treat this loss as a baby, mm-hmm. not as a loss, not as a something that happened. Absolutely. Um, well, you've already talked on this a little bit, um, and I, I think this flows well, um, with especially these early losses. Will every woman, and I think you've said no, respond in the same way to a pregnancy loss? No. And most of them, um, 75 to 80% from the research that's been done, views this as a loss of the baby. But there is a number that do not. And um, I experienced that when I was the bereavement coordinator, and I would go down um, to the ER, be asked to come down there by a ER nurse, and when I would walk into the room, I would ask the question that I had just stated, mm-hmm. and the woman would look at me, and she'd say, well, right now, I just see this as, I'm glad this happened, because this wasn't an appropriate time in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, that may change later, mm-hmm. um, but at that present time, that was what she was experiencing. And so, if that happened, I would say to her, I have a book here. And I'm going to give it to you if you'd like it, and you may take it with you. And there may come a later time where you may feel differently, and there may not. But I want to give you this information. And so it was no matter what that she received information. And sometimes parents later on would talk to me and had said to me, you know, there was I had an earlier loss, and it didn't it didn't mean much to me at that time. But when I became pregnant later. Mm-hmm. When I became and I had that child and then realized what I had lost, then I, I grieved and I was really glad to have the information that you had given us. Right, right. What are, for the, for the woman um, or when a woman, if she's going to, for the woman who is recognizing this and grieving this and feeling this as a loss, either at the time that it happens or retrospectively, like you talked about, um, what are some ways she can care for her grief, um, validate her grief, or others can care for her? Okay. Well, let me t- start with caring for her grief. Um, I think it's really, really important that um, she gives herself grace. And what I mean by that is that she allows herself to grieve this baby. There were hopes, there were dreams, there were plans that she had for this child. And they come in layers. 
there's that original loss, but then there's layers of the dreams that you had and um, of feeding her baby, nursing her baby, of um, her baby's first holiday season, of Mm -hmm. her baby going off to school, of all of these different things. And that she gives herself grace in grieving that. And um, also that she brings around her people that also give her grace and that validate to her that this was important. This was an important um, baby. This was dreams that she had and that they will continue to validate that, talk about baby, talk about um, how we can support you. Um, Even to say, you know, if you're someone that's supporting a woman who has experienced loss, I was thinking about you today. And I was thinking about how old your child would be and say the child's name. Mm -hmm. And so those are the people that you want around you because people who um, act like nothing happened or like move on in your life, that does not help her to do her grief. And we know by research that people who are supported in their grief grieve in a healthier way. Absolutely. There's space for it. I think it's interesting that you talk about her grieving her hopes and dreams. Often when we lose a loved one, we're grieving our memories Mm -hmm. and sort of backward. Um, But this, there's also this whole life that she never got to enjoy with, with her baby. That's absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have a a dear friend who her twins died. They were born preterm and died. And Um, About five years later, she was talking to me and she said, "Um, Nancy, this fall was just the hardest. I think I grieved the most this fall. And I said to her, you know, Jody, what was going on? What what had you dreamed about? And she said, I always dream about my children, my twins going on the bus and going to school. And I had always thought how wonderful that would be um, to be a mom of two sweet little children in school and how that would never be. That would never be for me. And that's five years later. And not that you ever, ever get over the loss. You learn to live with it, but you don't get over it. And so um, that was, that was so profound for her. And again, it was a teaching moment for me to learn that, this is not, this is never over. Right. Right. And I think that's, I think learning to live with it is an important, an important idea. But for once you learn to live with it is learning to live with it. um, Meaning that you have moved on or forgotten or you're okay with what has happened. No, not at all. It's learning to live with it. It's learning that I'm going to go on in life And this loss has profoundly affected me. And I will never forget this child or these children. Um, But I'm going to, and for many parents, it's I'm going to do something that's going to honor these children, honor these babies. Um, I'm going to make sure for most parents, they want their other children to know about these children. And it's it's a normal thing to be talking about the baby or babies who have died for many, many families. 
it's a, it's a part of their family of origin now. Mm-hmm. And they, parents, most of the time, do not want their children forgotten in any, any way. With their children, with their parents, with their friends, with their peers. Yeah, absolutely. How might, looking at the woman's grief, how might the father um, help care for the mother's emotional needs following loss? I'm going to say that... Um, Men do not grieve like men, because we always want to think that they grieve a certain way. And women do not always grieve like women, right? I mean, they they don't. And so we want to make sure that we are not um, expecting dad to fix it, or, or that dad isn't expecting to fix it, because you can't fix grief, right? And so I think it's um, important for parents, and I will talk many times to parents who've experienced pregnancy loss, that they communicate with each other what they need. Um, Many times we'll talk about how it's like a teeter-totter almost. And there may be a time where one of the partners is doing well and the other one isn't. And then they'll go back and forth and supporting each other, but always communicating. And it's important that they know that Um, At the beginning of their loss, they feel very much they're in shock and their numbness. And they can't imagine that this really happened to them. Um, But then usually about five, nine months after that loss, or maybe earlier, because everybody does it a different way, you may find that that shock, numbness has worn off and the reality of that has set in. And as they continue in this place, and I want, I want you to just kind of get the picture of it being like a roller coaster. Grief is a roller coaster. They're going to be in different cars, maybe even in different lineup of cars, mm-hmm. but to continue to communicate where they are and what their needs are. And that may be really difficult for people who really never communicated well with each other prior to that loss. Mm-hmm. But it's vital when there is a loss that the woman maybe will need to say to the husband or the significant other, you can't fix me, but these are some of the things that you can do to help me. Listen to me. Or when I'm crying, don't run out the door, hold me. And that he says to her, when you cry, I feel really helpless. And that she's able to say, but you help me when you do these things for me. And so it's very important for that communication to almost ramp up, which is hard in grief, but to ramp up and to really express what they need for each other. And um, the husband, the significant other can't, but he can help her by listening to her or she can help him by listening to him and what they need. That's great. That's very helpful. Well, this is, brings us to the end of this podcast. As we've mentioned before, this is a four-part series. So this segues well. Please pay attention. Uh, we'll start talking about the father's grief in our next segment. Uh, so this has been a production of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. 
To learn more about how we and you can support women suffering early pregnancy loss, visit our website at miscarriagecare.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.